welcome to Music City, USA, to perform their chart-topping single with their killer new song. Welcome, Kurt Henning. In the West, Texas, Redneck. Rap, 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 rap is crap, crap. And it goes like this right here. One, two, one, two, three, four. It's Country File, but now on BBC Two, it is the straight-to-DVD classic, Shite, Volume 4, The Goblet of Shite. Hello again, it's me, Andy Ogden, with my partner in crime, Mr Matty Edwards. How are you, Matty? Oh, I'm sound. I've been looking forward to this one, mate. been looking forward to it. How are you? Yeah, do, do, doing well, doing better than your um, your laptop at the moment. Oh, mate, I mean, I, I, when something goes wrong with me, I'm like, I'm a bit of an overreactor and a bit of a, like, one of them people, like, it's the end of the world, you know, I'm just one of them guys, so we're on a tablet here, so hopefully I sound okay, and the video doesn't mean nothing, as you said, so the audio's going ahead, and I should have a laptop by the end of the weekend anyway, so happy, all happy be right in the world again, yes. It will be, it will be. I'll give you some good advice on uh, how, yeah. to, how to get a laptop and what have you. Anywho, volume four, yeah. celebrities. Well, I can't believe, for the first off, I can't believe we're on volume four already. And how long has it been since volume three? A couple of months has it been? Three, two, three months? months? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, the year's just flying by, mate. I, I can't believe we're on number four already. Well, um, celebrities in wrestling, yep. there's been many celebrities from the days of World of Sport with Jimmy Savile to... Uh, <laughs> that, that's a name that didn't expect, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> to, to the days in WWE with Logan Paul and Bad Bunny. Yeah. A wide spectrum from nonces to um, people who sell Prime. <laughs> um, but 
celebrities and um, who were some of the best ones that come to mind for you, Matty? Facebook, Floyd Mayweather, that always, I don't know what he always just comes to mind, like be, just because of the fact that like he started off, didn't he? He was meant to be the face and big shows the heel, and he soon realized that. Floyd was getting with the money Mayweather at the time, wasn't it? So he's, you know, heel, built-in heel anyway, and he was getting booed out of the building. So he flipped it around. And the match against Big Show is pretty, like, really good, especially for, like, considering, I say, it's, it's Floyd Mayweather. And with the, with the brass knuckles to knock Big Show out, it makes sense to do it with the Giants and stuff like that. So I always enjoyed that. And obviously you've mentioned there, like, Logan Paul and Bad Bunny. I mean, they, they, they took it to the next level. In ring wise, of course, you know, more than anything. And yeah, they're probably the best that come to me. Man, I always had a soft spot for Lawrence Taylor, LT. LT, yeah. What a man, what a man, what a man, what a man, good man. <laughs> I'm not an NFL guy, but like everyone, hopefully anyone listens can back this one up. It's like my favorite Lawrence Taylor story is like, where was it the beginning of every season? He just writes check for like five hundred grand and saying there's all my fines for the season because he's gonna be late. Something like that. Just so <laughs> arrogant was so fucking good. <laughs> I think. I think. I'm sorry, I was gonna say. What about yourself, there? Who, who are you um, going for? I think. I think ones that stand out early on. Pete Rose. He was always a good, oh, good yeah. one. You know, for the cane angle where he'd get yeah get battered every every like um, every wrestling. How about it? When he's just going on about like, oh, what's the, the guy, like, actually, I'm not a baseball guy either. He goes on about like an old baseball, but he couldn't bend over to pick him up and all that. I love what a promo. But he turns face, he turns cane face, doesn't it? Just before the Undertaker match. It's weird. Very weird, the first one. I think uh, over early ones, Bob Uke, when he turned up in early WrestleMania, I think that was about WrestleMania 4. Andre um, shaking him, but round the neck. Andre shaking him, you <laughs> sold that well. <laughs> but but the thing is, over the last uh, the last couple of years, where they brought in your bad bunnies and Logan yeah. Pauls, it it did think to me that at the time was uh you know when the um like the old crossover boxing started, so your Logan Pauls, your KSIs, and very much freak show fighting where an MMA person would face. The American version yeah. of Ryland or summer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 Vince McMahon at the time so probably saw that and thought, oh wow, you can make a bit of money with that. And uh, of course, you know, you, you know, certainly like McAfee, he's another one. Even though yeah. he don't need the money, he's he yeah. he came in proving it. He's can got be the all round as well. He's good on the mic, I think, and got that charisma all round, and not just in the ring as well. You know what I mean? He's a uh, same with Logan Paul. You know, he he can handle himself. He's naturally hated anyway, isn't he? So he doesn't he have is, to really yeah. say much on on the mic. Um, there's a couple on this list, especially um, Andy. That that's the same. I think there's one that I'm going to wax lyrical on the mic. I thought he was fucking great, but we'll go into that when he comes up. <laughs> I think I might know which one you mean, Matty, but uh, we'll we'll get into that one, that one in a bit. So that's the uh, prelude. Shall we get into the top ten? So we're going to list this. Um, the top ten we're going to talk about now, and here we go. So yeah, people know the script one, by now, and people know the script, do. don't they? By now, people know the script. Yeah, they know. Yeah. People know the Irish pop acts from the uh, mid-2000s, definitely. 
<laughs> Hall of Fame is a tune, though. <laughs> the wrestler related as well, because it's always the theme every year, isn't it? It but is. What a tune that is. Will I have and the script? Yeah, great song that. You can be the greatest, you could be the best, you could be the King Kong <laughs> banging on your chest. <laughs> lyrics, mate, lyrics. Well, let's undrop let's um, drop some beats with this uh, top ten. So let's number go. one, Jenna Maraska. Number two, it's Steve Owen, Chris Pontius. Number three, John Stewart. Number four, Schnucky. Number five, it's the Batman Jones of the Batman Jones. Batman Jones. Six, Master P. Seven, Kevin Federline. Eight, Mickey Rock. Number nine, Jeremy Piven and Dr. Ken. And number ten, waking up from his slumber, it's Dennis Rodman. So, an, an what, a what a list that is. <laughs> what a list. No, no, be before we do get into our explanations in the 10, some, yep. some of these, I would say, I, I, I looked at other top 10s, sort of like what other sites have done, yeah. you know, say your what cultures, your culture, all like wrestle Who is talk. It That's not here, anyone? Um, mainly all the, all the, um, all the is ones you expect are in here, but yeah. I do, I do find, and we'll, we'll explain this, some of these probably don't deserve to be in a top 10 worst. No, they don't. They don't, like... Yeah, well, as I say, that one before, we're keeping the listeners in suspense, like, with the one I'm thinking's great on the mic, but he shouldn't be in here. I don't think he really should at all. So, yeah, we, we'll explain this as we go through them. We will. So, number one now, Jenna Maraska. I, I think this was the first one that you wanted <laughs> to, the first one that comes to mind when this topic got discussed, Andy, I know you were waiting to put this one down. Um, so, uh, Jenna Maraska is obviously in there. It's the, it's the most famous minus five stars match since uh, Big Papa T on UWA Wrestling Rampage, which was uh, Jenna Maraska against uh, Charmel from uh, TNA Victory Roll 2009. Now, Jenna Maraska is the winner of Survivor, the Amazon, in 2003. Six years later, turned up into t in TNA. She also well, ended can, up... Well, can I stop you? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I might, might do that now and again. Yeah. I haven't done no back history on some of these. Six yeah. years later, I thought it was current and like she won the year before or like two months before. Well, wow. Six years. Six <laughs> years but there is a reason here, Matty. Okay, had, okay. Before you did cut me off, it was uh, she. She ended up hosting Survivor for five years, so <sighs> she was pretty. Yeah, it makes sense but, then. Yeah, yeah. But, but generally, you get them after they've won. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um. So. Survivor, the American program. I don't think they had, they didn't have an actual Survivor over here, but they did have like similar shows. Let's see if you remember these ones, uh, Matt. On. Shipwrecked on Channel Four. Shipwrecked on a uh, Channel Four, Matty. If you remember it, it was um, around the time of Holly Oaks. T four. I remember it being. It always got repeated as well, but never watched it. And was never no, never ever watched it. To be fair, what about yourself? Um, I think it was a staple for me. 
to be honest, was it, yeah. Yeah, always, always enjoyed it. Had quite a few series as well. Um, very, very IWC of the uh, reality TV shows. Uh, yeah, just not not one for me. That one. A, another one was um, BBC One's Castaway. Um, ben Fogel. Oh, see, I vaguely remember it, but never watched it. Never watched it. Did you, did you, you watch it? I watched a couple of things. It was all around the bloody time of the millennium, the millennium oh, era. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they, they got like stranded on a Scottish island, which, yeah, nobody wants. No. Ben, <laughs> Fogel, ever. ben Fogel made a career out of it for about 25 years. <laughs> so before, before we get into Jenna Maraska and Sharmel, now, I mentioned Survivor. Now, here is the first question of the night, okay. Matty. Okay. I'm ready. What sold more? Survivor, Eye of the Tiger, or Destiny's Child, Survivor? Oh, well, I know the answer should be Survivor, Eye of the Tiger. That's got the history. That's got more years behind it. But then it was probably more... Accessible year to what survivors like oh one is it Destiny's Child around um, of all times this is this of all time yeah all time yeah oh it's got to be either Tiger then I don't even know my mask it's got to be so you're saying the Eye of the Tiger the thriller the final final answer no phone a friend lock that down now here's the totals okay. I've the Tiger. 1.24 million. Oh, I've been beat already. I know I've been beat. Survivor by Destiny's Child. 7.23 million. So, so, something went wrong in the world, Andy. <laughs> What's going on with a song like that? I had a tiger. Oh, come on. All-time classic, isn't it? Every yeah. gym playlist, come on, we, we've all got that on our gym playlist. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> we've all got that Rocky Four soundtrack, any Rocky song. We've all got the Rocky on our playlist. So some people probably got Survivor Destiny's Child on the playlist, so who am I to judge, Andy, you know what I mean? I, I always say the, uh, the the steps in Philadelphia, you, you can probably replicate the steps to Lime Street Station, can't you? Fucking running up them bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Saying that, so I'm not even making this up. I swear. Last week when I was in the gym, sometimes I do tweet or send it in the Discord or whatever. Our Discord. Someone did have Survivor Destiny's Child playing over the loudspeakers that I was thinking about last week. <laughs> so there you go. 2023 still getting played. So uh, Jenna Maraska versus Charmel. How many times have you seen this match before, Matt? Uh, I've seen it a couple, and and. A couple too many because it's it's not good. Is it? I mean, I'm being I'm being uh, kind to it saying not good, but uh, you know, they shouldn't she shouldn't be in there. Should she? <laughs> that's that's just first and foremost. Is this Russo? Is this what I can't defend them on? It's got to be, hasn't it? I think it is Russo. <laughs> yeah, it is Russo. Yeah, I can't defend them here. And yeah, it's just you know they keep it short. I'm trying to be nice, but it, it's it's really bad. The slaps in it, that's the gift going around in it where Charmel side to side, like yeah, and it's it's even the run of the ropes, like she can't even do that, can she? It's 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 pretty bad. 
I think one of the um, they mentioned on commentary because like Soljo bolts with um, Sharmel and awesome Conga supposedly trained Jenna Maraska. It's not it's not a good rep for awesome Conga. Not is a good it? look, is it? No, it's not. not not one to have on the CV that one. But um, she gets involved in the finish, doesn't she? She gets involved in the finish. She does. And, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's just. It, it, do you reckon it's one of the worst actual matches of all time? Would you put it that? Like we're talking yeah. about, like worst celebrities. It's one of the worst actual <laughs> matches ever. It, it's it's bad, absolutely bad. <laughs> there's a po- there's a there's a point in the match where. Um, is it um, someone goes to for a dive to the outside? Isn't it like Sojo Bolt and where the awesome awesome Kong just fails to catch? And I Sojo thought she's going to bang her head on the on the guardrail. She does well yeah. to tuck it in and, and stop it hitting it because Kong just doesn't care, does she? She just doesn't no. care. <laughs> she, she, she even she'd had enough during this match. Oh god, it was. And what's it? The cameraman. The, the start of the match, uh, like f- filming a uh, Maraska going in the ring, and you could see what she'd had for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> right, that was probably you know like the uh, let the pigeons loose era of, uh, of yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's just a bad. If no one's seen this one, usually we recommend like you know on on whatever podcast I'm on, I always recommend to go and watch good stuff or so. Just go and watch this if you haven't seen it, just to so you can say right, I've seen it and give your own judgment on it because it is it is pretty. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. As well as the theme music, I will, I will survive. <laughs> Terrible, so bad. It's 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 just prime. This is prime shite. It deserves yeah. to be on any shite list. This is one that I will not. That I will not. Um... You know, usually sometimes with this list and you send over and we'll debate and stuff, but I fully agree with you on this one. Totally deserved and totally to be first as well. Number two, anyway. Steve-O and Chris Pontius from the show Jackass. Now, <sighs> the reason why they're on this list, this is a famous segment on Raw uh, where they're basically selling the 2006 top monster Umaga's offense. Yeah. It, this is great. This is fucking brilliant. This idea. It's fucking like I've I, I watched this and then I watched, you know, Steve O's got his own channel on YouTube, hasn't he? And yeah. him and Pontus actually sit down and watch this again, like right. a modern day, and like go through it and break down what actually happened. It's a good little 10 minute video. We've got to watch. I should have texted you about it to be fair, but it, it's very good. It is very good. They do say, like Steve O says, <laughs> it fucking hates. <laughs> And this is a guy, as people know, who's done all sorts. But he said, this really is. So, like a proper, like, director's cut commentary of a. Uh... Yeah, it is. Yeah. It just, you know, I've got notes on this one. And, like, you know, Steve O getting in there at the start, isn't he? Does his showing off. As you say on the thing, though, he's high on drugs. He's, he even admits he was on drugs on that night and obviously at that time. Does a moonsault off the top to his feet, doesn't he? Just because he can. <laughs> and even Steve O said he didn't know how it was going to go on the night. He could have broke his legs on anything. He just went for it because he was high. <laughs> and then, like, when, like, the uh, I did love the uh, how did he do it where he bends over and, like, Steve O flips over Pontus, doesn't he? Right onto yeah. Umaga, who just fucking spine busters him. <laughs> and it's so rough because he, obviously he doesn't know how to take it. <laughs> he just ranks him down. <laughs> And then the Samoan drops to Pontus 
he said that they killed him. He says that was rough. It was, then, it was proper like, um, you, you know, like how they get someone for a torture rack, like proper yeah. bending them and then... Yeah. <laughs> well, no. Obviously, you know, they probably did say laying him thick and Umaga being a, a, a typical wrestler who's like trying to obviously show it's not fake and stuff, is going to lay it in even more, isn't he? You know, I'm fair play to him. So then like, yeah, and then Steve-O's laughing, but he says on the director's cut, the first laugh was part of the script. So that's like, oh, you done that to me, mate. So then you get fucked up even more. So then he gives yeah. him that uh, splash off the top, which he did say <laughs> exploded his body. It was that rough. <laughs> and then that's the bit after it where he's not selling. He's trying to get up and he's smiling. And he's like moving to Margaret. <laughs> this is where he says, this way the part of the script. Umaga just fucking beat the shit out of him. He's just fucking stomping him, fucking chopping him and all that. It's like he said that way apart, but that was like as if to say, stay down. And then he realised what he was doing and then he eventually did stay down. But even then, he's not playing like totally dead, is he? He's still like fucking... I think, I think it's a point, Matty, where he, I think he grabbed him up by his ass and... Yeah, and that's it, by his jean, ain't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's a great segment. Once again, go and watch this one because you'll have a laugh. Especially if you're Jackass uh, fans out there. Like, I wasn't big on it, and being honest. I, I liked it and it was okay, but it, it was one you couldn't avoid, that one at Jackass. It was on MTV every fucking day, wasn't it? it was yeah. <laughs> you know, and bits and bobs, but I wasn't a proper fan, though. But it was one of them, as I say, you couldn't avoid, so by default, you ended up seeing most of it. So. There was the other one, weren't there? Um, Dirty Sanchez. That was like the um, the like UK spin off. Yeah, got the physicals there. The first two seasons, anyway. The other two went a bit when they started traveling around was a bit. But the first two, the some of the like funniest scenes of all time of them two that I, I go back and watch now and again. Do you remember the bit with him? <laughs> Do you remember the bit where they put the beer down the funnel up their asses? And then yeah, they're yeah, taking yeah. it out, and then Juicy drinks it, and then it goes sick in the fucking glass, and then drinks that. Oh. It's fucking disgusting, but funny. Oh, anyway. Yeah, so actually with this segment as well, a couple, couple of things, people I want to bring up. Todd Grisham, I did poise the uh, Todd Pettingill of his day. Bit, bit clean cut, though. Yeah, he's proper on the boxing, that isn't he? On the SPN, is it? And all that. He's a proper like mm-hmm. sportscaster. I, I always thought he was, as you say, for wrestling, he was too pristine, too good. If you get me, he, he didn't belong in there. You know, he always looked like they always put a scene and always tried to took the piss out of him, didn't he? Like the Rock used to do with Kevin Kelly back in the day. I think him and Cena used to have a bit of back and forth, but he was just too good for that. I thought, yeah, I always like Grisham. And um, another one was uh, Armando Alejandro. Oh. Brilliant, mate. Absolutely. That was probably the worst impression of all time. Sorry, but he was brilliant. He got Umaga over from because when he when Umaga debuted, it was ice cold, even against Ric Flair. It was like it wasn't the you know, they obviously didn't know who he was. And over them months after the Flair Flair match on pay-per-view, he didn't have a pay-per-view match for a couple of months, and it was just squashes on raw and he got Umaga over big time, Estrada. He's, he was a big part of that act. He was very, very good. I always remember when um, Armando turned up in ECW, actually did a bit of wrestling. He was fucking jacked yeah. to the gills, weren't he? Was he, the, was he the GM? Or was he as well as a wrestler? Was he the GM? I think he was, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah, no, he was a very, very good mouthpiece. And with Umaga when he was, um, we were Jamal, weren't he, in three-minute warning. I used to love that tag team, you know, for the two months they booked him very well. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah. Rikishi's brother, isn't it, Umaga? He's, he's the Uso's uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Part part yeah, of the yeah. uh, bloodline. Of course, your Respect, of course, of course. But you know, he was Umaga was good. I, I'll say after that, this is like as you say, you think he's just going into the Kane feud, or this is part of the Kane feud, and then after that, that's when he goes right into scene, and then we get that memorable match that proper IWC classic. Like that is the the original IWC scene match, and it is great. Like it is very good. So, um, do, do you think this one's a worthy of its position in the shit list? I think it's just because, you know, I think the whole idea of it's good, but I think mm. it's just because Steve-O obviously goes off script that it should be on there because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't stick to it and doesn't. But the idea of it and with the Jack Ashby wrestlers, I, I think it's fine. But as you say, with him being high as a kite, you know, what are you going to do about it? One thing I did notice about Steve-O, he had holes in his T-shirts, the scruffy beggar. Probably it, had it on for about a week though, and probably, probably <laughs> We've all been there. We were we've worn the same clothes for a week, and so, so, yeah. honest. Number three now, a controversial one. Well, it's probably one of mine. John Stewart, right? So it was brought in for SummerSlam 2015 for John Cena versus Seth Rollins. So this is all set up on John Stewart's show. Uh, like Rollins turns up, <laughs> John Stewart, that fucking silly laugh that Rollins has. He still had it. He still had it eight years ago. One thing I couldn't believe here, Matty, was the authority was like two years old at this time. Oh, the authority was was kicking for longer than people wanted. Even imagine, like before, it was like just a few months. It was a good few years. Yeah. Just when you forget, and after this, when Triple H wins the title in, on, at the Rumble in sixteen, yeah. it's still there until until Reigns at Mania, and that. So it's it's a good three year run, isn't it? The authority. It's a good job we're not doing a bloody uh, podcast about that long story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, so, with with John Stewart, he's like a famous American chat sh- chat show host. Um, probably it's more like political, years. isn't it? And satire. And I'm not into it at all. I've never. He's one of those flicking through, and you'd go on Sky Atlantic, and you just see him sitting in front of his telly, and I just skip because I weren't asked to be honest. But there'd be a lot of probably listeners to this who love him, or like used to with the, who used to like him, or used to watch his show because they're into that sort of stuff. But. It was never for me. What about yourself? Did you ever check him out? Or to be honest, it'd be the first, first probably time I saw him was on WWE. That, that... oh, was it? No, I knew he was, but I just didn't yeah. like what he'd done. Really, that that's the thing. A lot of like celebrities who they get on WWE probably don't translate translate a lot if they're not on, say, a Sky Channel or. No, what used to do me in for that? Because you you asked me earlier, like some of the worst or some of the best and stuff. The guest host era. It's like you had these NASCAR drivers on, like you said. I just didn't know them at all. But like they get big pops in the local arena, like like the, the like the Elvis or something. You know? so yeah. It was always like fascinating to see. Unless it's like Hermie Sadler who was on bloody TNA. I'm I'm just I'm struggling with NASCAR drivers. Yeah, no, I've got a clue. Where 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 when they brought celebrities out over here, it'd be bloody uh, Wayne Rooney. 
I remember yeah. I was there that night in the MEN arena when he uh Clock Barrett. Clock Barrett, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um yeah, John Stewart. Um well after after like the Cena Rollins match, he basically said he didn't want Rollins uh, he didn't want Cena to win because he didn't want him to break uh Rick Fla- Rick Flair's record. Yeah. So that's sort of the basis for the storyline in the end. But um did, did you did you end up watching the Cena Rollins match from SummerSlam? Not all the way through one, but I, I, this is one that always fondly remembered this match because I even remember Melton at the time. Like you go back and listen to the audio. Seth's performance in this, and this is where, like, I know it's eight years ago and people say what yeah. they want about Seth now, but he was on another level that night. I always remember Melton as well saying it, that, like, he was, this is why he was one of the best wrestlers in the world, because he's unbelievable in that match. Everything's so smooth. He's, you know, Cena's got that. I've never been a Cena guy, but, you know, he's got that, like, main event style, like the fans and Seth just playing off it. It's, it's a really good match. Title for title, always big on mm-hmm. stakes, as you say, and the love stuff like that, so... It's a good match and Seth's all white in it, the debut of the all white attire. Got that figure. I've actually got that action figure in the box still. So uh, yeah, it comes across like I'm a big big Seth guy here, but I'm, I'm actually not. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, he, this match was it is a good one. It's a good one. But the finish, yeah, like you say there, it's always that one where it where like when it's not a wrestler and they don't know the cue and it's like the too early to like you know yeah. he's gonna turn on him, baby. <laughs> you know he's gonna turn because he's gonna, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, classic, isn't it? Class Cena's like to be able to see that he's taking the piss like he always does. Fucking no selling off a fucking dig, probably. It's only dead selling off a dig, and he's just taking ages to get up. It's like fucking hell, John. Hurry up. So th- th- this was actually the year of um, John Cena's uh, US Open title, US title open challenges oh, against all like the um, NXT lot, like Kevin uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn, yeah, the Cesaro one. This is just like a you know a, a, a fans forum compilation dream. This like it's just all them matches rolled into one. Cena doing springboard stunners and you know fall away slams into sit out X factors and what the fuck's he trying to do like. <laughs> Funnily enough, Matty, one of my notes was about that springboard stuff. It's like, fucking hell, this is work rate scene. Remember Austin's podcast? He was fucking hating Cena doing that. He was like, what the fuck's he doing? But laughing his head off because how shit was it, though? It was fucking awful. He's got no way. Totally like, he's just robotic, isn't he? It's like, he, can't, he's, he just doesn't bend that way. He's jumping off and trying to, no, no, shite. <laughs> And so, but yeah, proper indie worker Cena against Seth Rollins. For me, I watched this match. And it's good, isn't it? It's really good, really good yeah. match. But as of like eight years ago, I still had the same reaction. Fucking John Stewart's ruined a great match here. Yeah. Even though it played, it. It played into the storyline. There was. Cena um, gives him an FU, doesn't he? The next night or the week after. Cena does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets his, his payback, of course, John. Yeah, on on Raw the next next night when John Stewart's trying to explain himself yeah, and that. Yeah. There's also like an interview segment with Seth Rollins like before the SummerSlam match where oh it, it's a rough one where it's where Seth Rollins is trying to do his uh, impression of John Stewart having a chat show and he's yeah. got Jamie Jamie Noble and Joey Mercury there as his as his um, sidekicks and oh, John Stewart comes out with um. A, a line, a SWAT team stripper with Lady Gaga's hair. 
<laughs> Your wow. delivery has made me laugh there though, Andy, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it sort of ends with um, John Stewart low blowing um, Seth as I think this is at a time where Seth Rollins is feuding with one of your favourites, Randy Orton. Yeah, Orton comes out. Did he? I watched this. Orton comes down and distracts him, doesn't he? And that's where uh, Stewart gives him the low blow. So, oh, yeah, it was just one. You know, yeah, I can't defend it. It wasn't great. It was. It wasn't. When they always do them like mimic angles. You know, they're very hit and miss and stuff like that, especially at that time. What one one thing I, I will say with WWE and they used to get you know hammered for this was that they'd always bring in celebrities about a couple of years after the prime instead of being like the current. Yeah. Whereas now they actually bring in current current celebrities. Yeah. Like probably Vince is watching like a two or three year old repeat of uh, John Stewart. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's remember when he, he picked that, um, I know it makes sense, but the Great Balls of Fire pay-per-view just out of nowhere. He probably was listening to that song all week, really, and that was the theme and thought, we're making this event that, because I like it. Just stuff like that, just so random, as you say. But then they have got a bit better, as you say, over the last current years with the you know, Nick Khan coming in and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, worthy of being on the list, Matty? Yeah, just for the fact that he, he fucked the finish up as well. So yeah, and for the fact that like I don't, you know, I'm not a fan of it. Not not against the but it's not a fan of his in the way that I just never watched the stuff. It just went for me his, his whole shtick. So there's probably someone listening to this who's probably a fan. Then if he is, let me know. John John Stewart probably listening like yeah. <laughs> Number four now, Snooky. So um. Nice. She's um Jersey Shore star, basically the American American party folk on the piss. Um, but what I wanted to ask you, Matty, did you ever? You'd be watch good the- on that, Anne, wouldn't you? You'd be good on that. Fucking <laughs> hell! It would it'd be just like two minute two minute B roll footage of me having the pints, and then the next half an hour of the show just like. Dining, I was gonna say, or... can you imagine you're, you're, you're like 13 percent stouts at the end of the Jersey boardwalk? <laughs> it wouldn't go down well, would it? <laughs> it wouldn't go down well. Man. There's not a chance you're getting that in America, it'd be all bunched <laughs> out, won't it? Uh... <laughs> One question I wanted to ask you, Matty did you ever watch the UK version of Jersey Shore, which was Geordie Shore? I was about to say, was never ever. A Jersey Shore guy. Once again, jackass stuff where you couldn't avoid it at a point. So you'd obviously seen clips and was it the situation? Who else? Ronnie? Situation, yeah. Paulie, wasn't it? Obviously, uh, Snooky. Oh, what was the other female called? What was yeah, her we, name? Jay Wow. Jay Wow. Wasn't she in TNA? She was, yeah. Yeah, she come in TNA. Um, but yeah, Geordie Shore, I'll be honest. Didn't miss an episode for the first three or four seasons. And oh, I loved it, mate. Oh, I loved man. it. What a, yeah, what a show. What a show. Yeah. You'd always have um, the main character, Gary. He was like the good look, the good looking lad. He was like a bit the like parsnip. a parsnip. <laughs> yeah, the parsnip. <laughs> That's not sugarcoating. Different time, different world. The parsnip. <laughs> the parsnip, yes. Yeah. So, they had uh, Scott, who was like the one who took with his hands like that. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had v- Vicky Patterson, he was on it, Charlotte Crosby, Charlotte Crosby, um, Sophie, who um, who brought in her boyfriend, Joel Corey, who's now like a big DJ. They'd always bring, oh, okay. they'd always, 
they'd always bring in Joel Corey, like DJ, and you know, the like the house parties, what they'd have, yeah, and yeah. He'd be like, oh, it, oh, it's Joel. We don't like him and what have you. And then they'd all be dancing and then Sophie would come in at 10 minutes later and just start an almighty row with him and then fucking yeah. all, all shit would kick off. And... But who was um, oh, the guy come in like about three seasons? Aaron, didn't he fight Floyd Mayweather not too long ago? Aaron, Aaron like Chalmers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He Wild, did a bit. Of, he did a bit of um, like Bellator and what have you. I think he's a big wrestling fan as well. He's out tweeted out this week like, "Oh, Cody Rhodes wanted me." And uh, oh, okay, yeah, because I think one of the series of Jordy Shaw is um, him actually doing his first professional like MMA fight. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, like the whole series were building up to that because they were in for a couple episodes and it's like, oh. He's come back yeah. to the house now and uh, what have you. But, nah, absolutely wild programme. And uh, some series of that, Matty. Some absolute yeah, series some, Yeah, as I say, maybe you'd fit in more on that then and maybe than the, the Jersey show. Maybe you'd fit in more. <laughs> I, 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 think, I think, well, I've been at Newcastle a couple of times and I've been past that club where they always, always used to go to as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, could imagine me in there about 10, 15 years ago when I was young, <laughs> young and free. <laughs> but the, the, especially with George, I would say with Geordie Shaw, it's another one of those of reality shows where he probably just went on for a bit too long and they did reunion yeah. specials and went to Australia and abroad. Did they always mashed up? I got out of like reality, like, because obviously, you know, obviously people will, when I talk, some shite like, but like, Obviously, it's still a big thing now, but like it seemed like from about like, and it always has been, but like it seemed like around that time, and that was how like you literally couldn't avoid it, and like yeah. how everything was on was reality. And then I got out about 2016, 2017. I had enough. I, I remember like watching Kardashians and as part of me re- regular like schedule, and then I was like, one day I just had a wake up call for what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you watching and doing with your fucking spare time with your fucking life? Get a grip. And now I don't bother with none of it. The only thing I like, the only reality show I will actually go out my way to watch is Celebrity Big Brother. But that's even finished now. I used to love that. Oh, no, it's coming back. It's coming back on ITV. But Celebrity one? Yeah, Celebrity one with... um, Ah, fucking well up for it. Who's it's presenting it? Uh, Rylan, I think. Oh, yeah. Fucking well up for that then. Yeah. Oh, good time. I think the the fucking... On the big ITV as well. Yeah, the jungle. I'm a celeb. You've got fucking strictly come dancing all over the fucking ass. And honestly, just and I, honestly, because X, I used to watch X Factor. Britain's got sound like religious looking back, and it's yeah. like, like honestly, me Saturday nights with bass around that <laughs> watching X Factor, getting a chippy and watching X Factor. Yeah. <laughs> Wild times. We, 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 we've done stuff in our lives like that we're we're not proud of, and that's one of them for me. And expect especially. When you get into the um, what's it, the magazine style pro, the magazine style programs, Matty, like the um, extra factor, you know, when you that's when you're invested into a and yeah, yeah, flick over now to ITV two straight away. Always used to do it when Big Brother used to have Big Brother's Little Brother straight away. Going over to that, just like the investment, you know. I'm saying it was like bad times, but you know, looking back, at least I, I enjoyed something else. <laughs> Hey, you can stick your bloodline up your ass. Investment into <laughs> <Yeah>. reality shows. 
Anywho, Snooky. Um, so, like, uh, one of the promo packages is where she's on the piss with Trish in, a, in a bar. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Just two and a half minutes. Just basically, as you say, that's literally what it is. They're at a bar, literally leaning on a bar, having a bevy. Snooky does look pissed. If, if she's not, it's great acting. And, like, some guy's trying to hit on them. Trish tells them to go away politely at first, and then it's like, you know, Make get off the road if we don't we're not interested. And then Snooky just lamps him and then security throw him out. And it's like sad. I loved it. I said it was less Robbie E, more Robbie F, weren't it? It was uh, getting the battery <laughs> off. Um... Oh, I love Robbie E. What a character. Loved him. Still going nowadays with old um, Von Wagner. But oh, I loved him, honestly. On my TNA rewatch and fucking loved him when he was the ex champion there. Uh, so it ended up as well in the bar. They had a fight with Lay Cool as well. I, every bar scene in WWE always ended up in a fight. Oh yeah, standard, standard behavior. APA the ones for that with the uh, the old friendly tap. Done some damage in there. That's when it was make, making some dollar. Like, but <laughs> they done some damage in them angles. I used to love them. Just pool cues getting broke over people's heads. Loved it. Fucking Tim, Tim White must have needed uh, money off the insurance that weekend. Yeah, just writ off. Yeah, definitely. Um, other things um, in this time was uh, Vicky Guerrero beating Trish. Rough. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which uh, sets up the match at uh, WrestleMania 27. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So it's um, Snooky, John Morrison, old Johnny Payday himself, um, and Trish Stratus versus Lake uh, Is he Johnny Shaw here? Or Johnny Jersey, what do we call them here? Johnny Shaw. Johnny Shaw. <laughs> um, so against Lake Cool and Dolph Ziggler. Just watching Dolph Ziggler and John Morrison at this time, it's like, fucking hell, we've got another 15, 16 years of this. Yeah, it's... It was just shoehorned, wasn't it? Like I don't think I think the original. I don't know whether this was the original plan. I'm, I'm sure they wanted Snooky maybe in there with Vicky Guerrero, looking at the TV and stuff. I yeah. have to go back and see the rumors at the time. But obviously they realised Dolphin uh, Morrison needed a spot, so they just merged it all together, didn't they? And um, yeah, come up with this this uh, six person match. But yeah, that's just. What have you got to say about that? I'm just, you know. I will be be nice with this one. They let the workers do their thing for one minute and 30 seconds, and then they had 30 seconds of Snooky, who did her job very well. She did a cartwheel, she did a roly-poly, and then she got the win. Yeah. Inoffensive. Inoffensive. Fair play. Fair play. Fair play. But overall, what, what you're saying on Snooky deserves to be on this list. Um, I thought she was all right in the segments as well. She, like, were all right. she wasn't awful at all. Like you know, she was. She, she, oh, not not the greatest like an actress in the world, but as that bar scene, if she was acting, she was great in that. But even like at ringside and doing the little Lufez press, like she was all right. To be fair, gotta get, yeah, I'd say I, I'd say not deserving. To be fair, and on this list, which might shock some people. Yeah, she got more out than I would on a Lufez press. <laughs> Um, number five on the list is um, the Pac-Man Jones, the Pac-Man Jones, Adam Pac-Man Jones, who's a former NFL player who played in the NFL for uh, 13 seasons, mainly with the uh, the Bengals, the bastards who let me down on an accumulator recently. 
Um, he started in two in TNA in 2007, but I think the story is that he couldn't wrestle as he wasn't cleared by the Tennessee Titans. Lo and behold, physical could he? He couldn't get physical. Excuse me. Uh, but the thing is, Matty, lo and behold, what did TNA do? I know. Let's give him the tag team titles. We've wronged the true killings. Yeah. This would be so dead, isn't it? All <laughs> held it for a month as well. Yeah, literally like him standing there getting the pins most of the time as well. Our truth doing all the work and him getting the pins. Just bizarre. Pin sting to, to win the belts. <laughs> actually pin sting, yeah. I, I seen that. It was like Kurt Angle turned on um, turned on Sting. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, now Patman Jones just pinned Sting there in the middle of the ring. Yeah. So Steve must have been very generous that week. He must support the Bengals. <laughs> Once again, only heard that Pac-Man Jones name, like from obviously, you know, watching TNA or like reading up on internet sites. Just don't know how good he was, what type of, you know, level of player he was, if he was good or or big star or whatever. So, yeah, just assuming he was. But that, to play yeah, 13 yeah, years, no, you, no. Must, you must be sort of very good, like. So, yeah, but... Yeah, just I think he should be on this list, and just for the fact that he couldn't actually fucking get involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, an absolute waste of a signing, but it's typical TNA, isn't it? When it's twenty five grand in appearance as well, that he yeah. was on something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> TNA, TNA. <laughs> well, he did turn up again in the crowd. Um, I think uh, I sent you a link where... He does and, get uh, physical, yeah. He does get physical. Yeah, he does a good body slam. That's the thing. When when TNA actually brought in some American footballers, they'd be, you know, quite Who was decent. the guy? I forget his name that Meltzer raved on about. He oh, fucking loved him. Can't Said remember one the, his name. One of the best, like, first-timers naturals he's ever seen. Who the fuck was he? Oh, I'm gonna have to see that. I'm gonna have to find that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> we'll 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 have a, we'll have a look for it. But no, yeah. he got physical with um, Daniels and um, Kasarian, but with a bad yeah. influence. Oh, only time that me and Ben O'Bond on here. I love a bad influence. The only time I've ever liked Daniels and Kasarian, they were actually like good characters, lent into the gimmicks and stuff, and were good, very good heels around this time. I enjoyed them, and obviously they could. Go in the ring as well, you know. Maybe hit a shirt and seal and Andy in there, but you know, always give you that that work rate, that base, you know, that that kind of stuff in there. So yeah, they, they were good around this time. A comfy pair of slippers, as they call them. <laughs> um, so yeah, de- deserving to be on the list just due to he couldn't get physical. Well, at the start he couldn't. Anywho, number six now. Now. I always remember mentioning this one when we did our um, live show in, in Leeds about a year, year or two, about two years ago now, a year or two ago. Um, Master P and the No Limit Soldiers. Right. right, yes. Where are we? Are we, are we going to, is this our first like split down the middle one or what, what are we going for here? Refresh me memory of your, your thoughts on them. Yeah, so my, my, my thoughts at the time was like, it was two hundred thousand dollars in appearance, which you know by WCW's standards is, you know, the norm. Um, 
So formed in mid-1999 and they would feud with the uh, West Texas Rednecks. So uh, basically this is a rap group in Southern America, a very mu a much a wrong mix. They were into all like, the country music and that. So they tried to portray the No Limit Soldiers as the goodies here originally, but it wouldn't turn out that way. So the No Limit Soldiers, here we go. Master P, B.A., who is Brad Armstrong, the um, the token white man in the uh, in the in the in the group. Um, what was he called? Chase, Conan, Ray Mysterio. This is a uh, massless Ray Mysterio at the time. Swall, who was a, he was like the um, the train wrestler. I think he's like um, a relative of Master P. Okay, and four by four who had the biggest chest and arms I've ever seen. He was also a member of Harlem Heat 2000. Yeah. Cash, wasn't he? I remember it was Cash more because he was the bodyguard for like Harlem Heat 2000. Yeah, that's how I remember yeah. him more in that gimmick than in this gimmick. Um, and in Harlem Heat 2000, he didn't do much wrestling. He just stood there. Look. The best thing I remember, though, was when Scott Steiner... Just literally grabbed him for like a, a, a T bone and just nailed it like he was like a hundred pounds. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, yeah. amazing. That's a lot. That's a lot of mass to get over. Um, the, the one of the segments here. Well, I think this is like sort of the debut of them was the um, three or four minute performance of Hoo -hoo! Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, like. I, I've got a mate, and like I was a rap guy back in the day. I was a rap fan around this time, and my mate loved Master P and the No Limit Soldiers. So I was aware of who they were. I couldn't believe it, like they were on WCW and stuff like that. Because these, like, you know, like Silk the Shocker, like that's who the guy's birthday is, isn't it? On the segment where Kate Ennings called them Seth. I had to looking back with an old head now, like watching yeah. it, and that that is Silk the Shocker, and it's like wow, because I've got some of his songs on my playlist. The song with him and Trina, that's cool. You know what a tune. I I, I I like him. You know what I mean? And it's just it's just wild, as you say. They're coming in as like the uh, the faces, but as you say, it's that like. Mix. I, I, you know what? I, I didn't mind. I like the storyline. I know it gets a bit of a bad rap. No pun intended. But like, you know, it's. Good. I like it. it. It actually got given time on, 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 you know, where this was like people ripped two thousand WCW apart. But mid ninety nine for me was where like was worse. I know. I know the stories in two thousand weren't good. But they didn't just drop them really. In '99, like they'd start something, then the week later it'd branch off into something else. It just didn't follow on. Yeah. But this got a bit of time, and this actually did get segments like this with the cake, which I loved. I love this little segment. You know, I thought it was fucking, you know, old school wrestling Memphis style or mid whatever you want to say, where you know the cake's going in Kate Henning's face, which is another thing about wrestling. If there's a cake in the ring, someone's going in it. But it's like. I love this, you know, giving him the the, the shock of it, a present for his birthday, and it's a cowboy hat, he stamps on it. Master P launches that cake into Kate Ellings' face from about an inch away. <laughs> it's a bit of an... Um, <laughs> it's a bit of an... Uh, bumpy takes off that as well. And, you know, I, I like it. Looking back, you know, I'd like to go and, as you say, you know, that match you put in the six-man with Brad Armstrong, Swole and 4 by 4 against the Face family. It's just weird seeing Brad Armstrong, but they needed the rest. I know Conan and Ray are in there by, yeah. by um, association. But Brad Armstrong is like, you needed a, a good worker in there, didn't you? Because the others were, you know, they were just trained to be wrestling. Obviously, Masterpiece is not going to get involved in matches. But 
he did need a wrestler in there, to be fair, to Brad Armstrong. Like, you needed someone to take the falls, to be honest, and Brad Armstrong with the with the man. Yeah, exactly. It was a it's a weird one that six man. You like what is it? WCW Saturday Night and Saturday Night. Yeah, yeah. It's just a random, just a random six man. Like I never, I totally forgot about Jerry Flynn, Hugh Morris, and Brian Nobbs being like a buddy. The first family with the Barbarian and Meng, Jimmy Hart, obviously. Uh, yeah, of course. It's my either WCW, all this, and I don't know, 99 to when it closes, mate. I could talk all day about it. Love it. it it's also the era as well, Matty, of when it was on Channel 5, you know, with old Flack and uh, Bang and Mollock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Batman, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I'm making an executive decision here, and I'm not putting Master P on this list. He doesn't deserve to be on this list because he's all right on the mic. He, he, you know, even the uh, obviously he's performing, which he, that is uh, what he's good at. But he's getting the fans into his side as artist, and I, I think it's. I, I think he shouldn't be on this list. Hmm. I, th- I think mainly gets onto these lists because of how much it cost them. Yeah. I get, I get it, I get. If we're going on actual performance-wise and stuff, I think he, he shouldn't be on the list. But when you think of, like, where the business was, WWE paying him, like you say, that sort of money, he didn't actually have a match. It was just literally to be... He got, did he end up getting paid, like, $3 million or well over a million, between one and $3 million in the end, when they're losing money. So for that side, I can't argue there. But if we're going just performance-wise and, uh, you know, the effect on TV, I think he shouldn't be on there. Mm-hmm. And it also spawned one of the greatest tunes in wrestling history. Rap is crap. Oh, that's and I was going to say that's going to be our that's going to be the intro to this podcast. I, I hope I hope you know that's got to be on there before we start. <laughs> I, I I I will um, I will try to put that on, Mister Mister Edwards. Thank you. Number seven now, Kevin Federline. Here we go. Here we go. Now this is an entry. Now, after after watching watching back the promos and uh, you know the match the match we've seen, uh, I don't know why this is on a shit ever on a shit list. Thank you, Andy. This is the guy we were building up earlier on in the podcast, saying I loved him on the mic and natural, a fucking natural on the mic. He was so good. He paused. He had the you know just the presence and like listening to the crowd, the pause, the delivery. The lines, the accents was great. He just fucking loved him on the mic. Just thought, the go-home promo. Wrestlers should study this now. Wrestlers now can't talk as good as he did. You know what I mean? They can't. It was fucking boss, that go-home promo. Loved it. Loved it. So, um, Kevin Federline, for those who don't know, is an American dancer and rapper. He had a two-year marriage with Britney Spears. That's why people know him, man. Don't give him... I love him like for this, but don't give him credit like for his rap career. Do you know him? Because he's Britney's husband. Or yes, was. He was, yeah. But talking of Britney Spears, and before we get into um, the old John Cena feud, it's quiz time with Matty Edwards once again. Oh, here we go. So, it's a Britney Spears question. Which of these lasted longer at number one in the UK charts? So she had, I think, five number ones. Okay. Toxic, 
every time, born to make you happy. You know, I was born to make you happy. Oh, yeah. I'm a Britney guy, and I'll surprise you in a minute. Go on. Oops, I did it again. Or baby one more time. Which spent the longest at number one? That's a tough one because every time is the one that everyone forgets went to number one. And it was at a time where she wasn't on the decline. Well, she might have been on the decline, I suppose, but that was like a slowy, a proper soppy, like like a bit of a depression one, that and it was big. It was a big song, and it as you say it got to number one. Baby One More Time, the uh, debut song. I'm guessing that's that that would have done a few weeks. That's that's gonna be one of my choices there. Keep that one. What what else did you say? Oops, I did it again. No, don't think that done loads. Cause that was a time where it was flip-flopping every week. You done well to get two weeks of number one in 2000, 2001. Um what was the other one? Toxic. Ooh, that could be it. That could be. And what was the other one again? Sorry, these one more. Uh, so we had Toxic every time, Born to Make You Happy. Oops, I did it again, baby, one more time. Born to Make You Happy, no. So it's either Toxic or Baby One More Time, yeah. Because Toxic was a big song, really big song. Um, I'm going to go against me good feeling here, Andy, which you should never do as a tip out there, anyone. You should never go against your gut instinct. My gut instinct was Baby One More Time, but I am locking in. Toxic final answer. <laughs> the answer is, oh baby, baby, I was oh, supposed to know. Against your fucking gut, honestly, you should never do it, and that proves it. Oh. How was I? How was I supposed to know that Matty got it wrong? Now, as. Uh, <laughs> Hit me, baby, one more time is your winner. And surprise, oh, this is another surprising one. It's the only one of the five that spent more than one week in the uh, number one. That era, Andy, that era of like not too far, early 2000s, as I say, you've done well to get two weeks. You really did. It was the, the like the peak of just going out and buying stuff, songs and you were never every, it was so I know now it's fucking you know you click a button and you can get new music but then the turnover for all these artists was fucking loved that loved that era loved it Roland Back got then. to number one mate Roland got to number one I think that done two weeks yeah. that's why I'm always proud of the lads you know they actually got two weeks at the board <laughs> but then Matty you had to go to Asda's on a Monday to get your CD you singles. had to go and you had to go in you had to queue up. You had to give them physical money, <laughs> get your physical CD back or your tape or whatever it was at the time. Just fucking great, great times, mate. Great times. But I'm a Britney guy. I've been to see her in concert. Was a little bit let down by her because she done yeah. the. Um, it was 2018, and she was doing all the dancey stuff and the earlier stuff and the slower ones were there, but like remixed. So and she wasn't singing live, obviously. So. But you know, it was a, it was a, it was a good night, but it was a bit disappointing in the actual uh, actual gig. My, my my Britney Spears story uh, before we get into Kevin Federline was my first ever date I had at the Green Gate Pub just up the road. I got on karaoke and sung "Hit Me Baby One More Time." Did that lead to a second date? I've got to ask that. <laughs> No, I did get a second day. There you go. And that's the that's the key then. Get them on karaoke first. And second date is always a guarantee. Love it. 
But I didn't, I didn't do it in the style, you know, like Darius Dinesh, you know. Give me a time. Ah, love it. Love time. it. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was more the, um, if you ever heard Travis's version of it. Yeah, was that for like, a, what they used to be called then, Radio 1? Lounge, the live, live lounge. Live lounge, live lounge, yeah, with the done covers, weren't it, yeah? Yeah, that's, that's still one of my favourite uh, cover versions, but... There you go. That's uh, Britney Spears fandom done with. Oh, amazing. <laughs> legend, though. She, she actually is a legend. Is. Like At the time, honestly, you know, it was different either, but I was, how old was I when she called? Sorry if we're going on about Britney. You just had to make do with right. us. But it's like, at that time, when I was in year eight in school, I'd never seen like Britney Spears. It was like this this goddess come down and be it was like, what is going on? Like when you, in, when you were in school, it was like, bloody hell. And then, you know, obviously, you know, she had her issues later on, which, you know, is still going on. I haven't watched all the documentaries about, you know, about, was it a, all about, is it a back catalogue of money, Andy? Is that what it's about, kind of thing? I haven't really looked into it. Yeah, I think it, I and think stuff it like is. that. Didn't get all the money she should have, should have made and stuff, but she was brilliant. The songs, always, always, always preferred her over Christina as well. Always had the better songs as well mm. over Christina. So, um, yeah, legendary figure, Britney. Kevin Federline, another legendary uh, figure, uh, who would, would have a feud with John Cena, Matty's mate. Yeah, I was glad he went over in this match. So, yeah, I was loving that. But, yeah, you know, as we said before, great on the mic, you know, carried on from, you know, he wasn't there every week during this feud, but it started before Cyber Sunday. And they had the... Uh, ECW champion versus world champion versus WWE champion, like you know, nice yeah. little unique match there. And he cost um Cena the match, didn't he? Federline belt shot to the back, though. <laughs> not too sure about that. <laughs> to the back, not to the end, but um, Booker T got the win in that one. King Booker, I should say. But uh, yeah, they, they dragged on. They always promoted it a few weeks or months out. New Year's Day, where he promoted it 2007. They opened a match on Raw as well. So well, I think that got a good rating as well. I should have looked that up. I'm sure that's done a good rating because they promoted it and it was the first one of the night as well. So, yeah, thumbs up for me. And he should be nowhere near this list, as you said before. I think, oh, God, there's there's an in-ring segment here with Jim Ross saying that's stuff. That's the going promo, and that's, that's what yeah, I want about. Yeah. That's the two weeks before he sells the match. That, like... I'm Kevin Federline. I've never been scared of no one. I've never backed down from a challenge. Doing what Cena says, you know, I, I loved it. Yeah. I honestly thought it was fucking good. <laughs> but, but JR to just saying stuff like, oh, here's what Conan O'Brien said and this what this person yeah. said. And you, and you see Jim Ross dying inside talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin Federline. Go on. I doubt Jim. I doubt Jim's got any Kevin Federline CDs. Definitely, definitely not. But I've got to tell a quick uh, Kevin Federline story that I, I, I've. It's a great one. It's a uh, remember his nickname was K Fed, wasn't he? K Fed, yeah. K Fed, and like years later, like he, he obviously when he went out the public eye, he put loads of weight on, didn't he? Like he put like severe, like, and he was always in OK magazine, like paparazzi. And I was in my mates one day, and his mum, who used to love like Hello magazine and all that. She said, bloody hell, hasn't that FedEx got big? FedEx, don't say the K-Fed. I was crying out of his way. <laughs> I was fucking gone for ages off that one. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> well, one thing we can say about um, K-Fed FedEx, he delivered, didn't he? He fucking did. He fucking did. <laughs> so, we're in full agreement, K-Fed, Kevin Fedline doesn't go on the list. He's on the best list? He should be on the best 10 list? Best list. Yeah. Number eight now, Mickey Rourke. So um, this is around the time of the wrestler film, which was um, a big hit. I remember yeah. going going seeing it in the um, the Odeon in Manchester. Watched it there, and then went to the um, beer festival around the corner in the uh, old co-op building. What a great day! But uh, great film, Matty, the wrestler. You know what? And it was one that I only seen in COVID. You know, when the right. pandemic and when we all took lockdown. That was the. Could remember as if you didn't remember that. <laughs> but remember uh, that's, the only, yeah, yeah, that's the only. Honestly, I put it off for years because being a big wrestling guy, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. But obviously, got talked up and all stuff like that. New one, did, didn't he win the um, the BAFTA? He didn't get the Academy Award, did he? Golden but he was nominated. The Golden, Golden Globe, Globe was it? But um, I knew it was done well and stuff, and it was regarded. But just being the wrestling fan, to say, just put it off. Watched it. Fucking boss, isn't it? <laughs> Fucking yeah. good film, like really good film. So um, with, with Mickey Rock, there was like chat about a possible match with Mr. Politics himself, Chris Jericho, uh, ever the politician, even like all these years back um, at WrestleMania. But never worked out, probably due to um, insurance again. The hundred um, percent, that yeah, hundred um, percent. So it ended up with uh, we were three on one match with um, Steamboat Piper and Jimmy Snooker. Against yeah, that's right. That's right. And, yeah. And with this match, this is the one where you know people found out. Oh, buddy, oh, Ricky Steamboat can still go for an old. Got the pay per view match the month later, didn't he? A backlash. Yeah. He did, and it's a good match as well. The uh, the backlash match. Yeah. And so with uh, Mickey Rock, um, some of the films anyway. He did a double team with John Claude Van Damme, Get Carter, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Sin City, which is a good film, Iron Man 2, Expendables, and a straight-to-video uh, straight film about Shergar. Are you not mentioning his classic nine-and-a-half weeks, Andy? You're not oh, yeah, sorry, nine-and-a-half weeks. Come on, that's yeah. the first film we think of at Mickey Rourke. Come on, that's the first film we all think of. <laughs> He's done, done a lot of films, done a lot of films, and also he had a boxing career where he was, he was undefeated. Insects. Yeah, well, are we firing Mickey Rourke uh, facts out? Isn't he the heel in Enrique's hero video? It's Mickey Rourke, isn't it? <laughs> Would you be your, if I be your hero, baby? That backhand off the heel, oh, it's Mickey Rourke. Do you not know that? No, no, no. <laughs> we learn something new every day, and we learn something new, mate. M Mickey Rourke war. Yes, yeah, so. there you go, Lark. There you go. Is I've got to say though, his monologue in the first Expendables when he's given Stallone the tattoo, one of my favourite monologues. And I fucking love that speech. Fucking great. Talking about like an old, uh, an old girl that got away and stuff. Fucking boss. So I would say with this with this celebrity appearance, it's relevant for WWE at times. Yeah, very relevant. Um. Imagine if Mickey Rock and Chris Jericho did actually have a match. Would have done well. It would have done all right, wouldn't it? You know, with bells and bells and whistles on, it'd be an all Even right if ten done, minutes. Done the old 
it would have been shy because they've never been a good one, really. But the boxing, done a boxing match gimmick type thing just to appease Rogue or make it easier for him. You could have done something. It would have been, as you say, the eyes were on that match anyway because he was at ringside. So imagine if he was actually competing. It would have been even more so. So... Well, what we reckon, we reckon, before we say should he be on the list, what do we think of his uh, little left jab to Jericho? Was it? Not too sure on it. Like, it wasn't the best punch, was it? No, I think the wind uh, knocked him over more than. Uh, <laughs> than this. Yeah, do you reckon he's on the list then? Do you reckon he deserves to be here? Um, it's a disappointing one, isn't it? I think it should be more. To be yeah, you're right there. Big star, so he's not one of them like a Z-lister where, and as you say, it was Currens and Fresh, big star at the time, you know, and it's at WrestleMania as well. But as you say, it's just the fact he fucking doesn't have, like, he, it, it's just a dig, yeah, it should, it's just, like, it's done and forgot about in a way, isn't it? Like, they, they never even replay it, or I know the dig itself isn't great, but they never ever used to replay this or, like, mention it. It was just, like, threw away, wasn't it? It could have been a bigger mm. deal. Yeah. Probably not worth the time and effort in the yeah. end. Yeah. Number nine now. I think it's a Matty nomination, this one. So um, it is Jeremy Piven and Dr. Ken. So yeah, I mean... a bit of, back, bit of backstory on these lads. So Jeremy Piven is the star of Entourage, which I always saw advertised on ITV2, and Sunday Night Special, Mr. Selfridge, um, he was also a voice in Rugrats in uh, about 1992. Rugrats, proper proper program, that. Yeah. Uh, back in the day. Um, so, yeah, Mr. Selfridge was a Sunday night uh, thing at 9pm. Wanted to ask Matty, what was your favourite Sunday night drama? I mean, and have we got, 50, have we got like, five hours here? I mean, what, what are we saying at the time or now with an older edge? Like, obviously, it was when... <laughs> Obviously, when I was like seven and eight, I mean, Nan used to have it on constantly every week and whatever was on. I was like, boring. But I'm a frost guy. I'm a fucking cracker guy. I'm a fucking... We know you're a cracking guy, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers for that, mate. But, you know, any of them, and, you know, as I say, Touch of Frost, Cracker, London's Burning, Morse, you know, all them, most of them, Prime Suspect, got them all here now on physical, working my way through them, just... Great shows, aren't they? You know, but when you're, as I say, when you're seven or eight, nine, and it gets to nine o'clock and you're knackered and your nan's having a couple of whiskeys, putting it on, it's like, you know. <laughs> I, I always thought, Matty, when once the uh, music to London's burning started, you know, that's, yeah. the, you know, it's school the next day. You've got to get your own work done. My fa- my favourite Sunday night, Heartbeat. Couldn't be a bit of art. Well, see that 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 that's the um, that's not the nine o'clock slot though, and that's eight o'clock slots. That's like the prelude to the main event. Cracking yeah. semi-main event. Heartbeat. I mean, Greengrass, one of the best like lovable heels of all time. Uh, yeah. No questions. You know, but you got that little bit of a face run, did he? Just by because he was a fan's face. You know, they actually organically turned them face. <laughs> but you can never trust them, could you? <laughs> you could never trust old Claude. But Quaro. Andy, another one comes to my mind. Like, oh, I never liked Poirot, no. Oh, Andy, mate, have you ever seen the finale? I wax, I wax lyrical on but this finale forever. Sorry if anyone's a Poirot guy or hasn't seen the spoilers <laughs> yet. That, like, in the end, Andy, and I, once again, this I don't know if this stays true to the books or whatever or at the time, he turned out to be the biggest heel of all time, Poirot. Like, wow. you know, where he's the, the detective and there's this case at the end, obviously the last finale, and he's the one who's killing people. 
It's bizarre. The, the muzzy was always fake. Fake muzzy. He conned everyone for years. It's honestly, it's fucking mind blowing when I was watching it. I, I once again, I don't know which one that, as I say, like a Game of Thrones epic where it sticks to the books or, or they've just wrote it in as like, we want this big twist at the end. I'm not too sure. I'm not that deep on me, Poirot. But that last finale, check it out. It's fucking boss. He, he, he just made me think then. Everyone thought Hulk Hogan was a good guy all them early years and it turned out he was a cunt. So Poirot, Poirot is Hogan. Yeah, there you go. Wow. And Pracker I enjoyed, I will say that. Oh, hard-hitting. Oh, my God. I mean, that is really fucking good. The only thing put me off them, and I know you split them up because they're on physical, it's like the three-hour-long episodes, they split them up an hour each week on ITV. They're literally three hours, and and I've watched the, most of them, but they're fucking really good. What a character fits is. So, um, um, Ken Jong as well, who's Dr. Ken, was um, he's, he's most famous for uh, playing Leslie Chow in The Hangover. Done my now, head in, in The Hangover. Done my head in. Matty, with The Hangover, the first one is very good. The my second life, one, it, Go on. The second one, fucking lazy. But it, it was it an Hangover part three? He was fucking lazy. That uh, was the this... first time, Andy. Sorry, that was the first time as I was getting older, I started to realize that, like, you know, the, as you say, the first one was great box office success. They literally wheeled the second one out just because of that. They had no plans They had no, for the sequel because it was that good and that popular. Because even Bradley Cooper, like, takes off and he, he goes back for the third one. And it's just like, it's shite the first one as one alone film. You know, people are negative on it now. At the time, fucking hilarious. At that time, yeah. it was fucking grand. It was good. It really like never seen nothing like it. Hilarious film. Do you know what I mean? But you know, it's it, I say two and three shy. But Doctor Ken always done my fucking head in it. He done me head in. And you know what? He ended up on the UK Mass Singer as well as a judge, and he did my fucking head in on there. So uh... yeah, he's no Alan, is he? In the Angover, Alan's the man in the Angover. Like Alan's the man. And he's like Bradley Cooper, he went from The Hangover to um, A Star Is Born, which uh, that's a, an all-time movie for me. Oh, what a film! Yeah, Bradley Cooper, great, great actor, great actor. Anywho, um, Summerfest. Oh, Andy, that's why it's down. Me and me and me mate, uh, Ghost. You know, we always just. We call it the Summer Fest and we text each other. Like, it's not SummerSlam anymore when we talk. It's how shitty. One thing, you, you know, you can forget name, you know, what you're actually promoting the match, the Summer Fest, though. How would you fucking forget SummerSlam? Fucking hell, but, and, you know, even like calling Miz, Lay Miz. <laughs> it just don't be anything. Lay Miz, yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I fucking hate it. <laughs> Oh, Dr. Ken, the best thing about this, oh, my God, is when Dr. Ken gets Gorilla pressed over the top, Andy, and he bangs his head on the floor, and even the king goes, ooh, as if, like, he was he was scared for him, because it's a proper noise. You can hear the noise, can't you? He bangs his yeah, head on the yeah, actual yeah. aisle floor, not the mats and that. And I, I, did, I did feel sorry from there, to be fair, like. Yeah. Um. So, so they like promoting a thing called the goods. Did they bring the goods? 
I didn't even entertain watching it, Andy. I fucking was it a show or a film? Was it? I don't even know. I think it was a film, maybe on USA yeah. Network at that weekend. But but they turn heel on Cena, don't they? They come out like loving him and against the Miz, and then they, they say they're Randy Orton guys. So I should like Doctor Ken, really, shouldn't I? You should, you should. But one thing I'd say is that Cena and the Miz, fifteen years later, they're still beefing. Still beefing. Long term story, tell Andy. Come on, that's what we all want, isn't it? <laughs> but it's an it's an all time bad segment. This is in the guest host era as well. Oh, rough era. Um, I can't, you know, I'll, you know me. I defend WWE as much as I can over the last like twenty years, especially. But this was a really rough era. Like it was very hit and miss. Like you had to fit the the guest host in with the storylines at the time. It was always Orton and Cena as well. So. It was just very, very, like, very hit and miss, more miss at this time. Like, fucking hell, rough. So the, we would say very deserving to be on this list. Oh, my first one, as you said, first thing I thought of, they've got to go on the list. Awful. Shite is what they are. <laughs> Number 10 now, the final one on the list. Dennis Rodman. Would you say, and just just off the top of, well, would you say he's actually the biggest star on this list, or is that debatable? With you know people like your rap guys might say Master P, Mickey Rourke, or would you say Rodman is the biggest star? Would you say he is? You know what? It's that famous Daddy or A stats question, isn't it? You know, if you go up to someone in the streets or ask them who's your favourite British wrestler, and say the British Bulldog, if you're given this list, who do you know? They'll go Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So Dennis Rodman is an NBA megastar of the Chicago Bulls, the Detroit Pistons, the San Antonio Spurs, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Brighton Bears. Did he really play for them? He did play for the Brighton Bears later on in his. He must um, have been yeah, on a one of his one of his uh, last uh, places. Fifty k um, appearance, yeah, surely. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> he was also the star of Celebrity Big Brother. The Michael Barrymore years. Yes. Yes. I hope he didn't go near any swimming pools. Um, Anyway, um, he was also in, as famous in WCW for um, the NWO, joining them. Uh, Also famous for taking the night off. um, Basketball, instead of going playing and doing Nitro in Chicago instead. Legend for that. (laughs) Always have me respect for that. Love that. So, um, well, that story got brought up on the uh, the last dance, which um, you would have watched like everyone else in COVID times. I haven't seen it, Andy. No, that's what I won't be. Never seen it. Never watched it, mate. Never ever watched it. Fucking hell! I'm sure. I'm sure you. I can't believe it. Yeah, knock you down with the feather stuff. That is, you can't believe that one. <laughs> the, the, the thing people watched the most during COVID was Tiger King and Last Dance. Fucking hell, Tiger King. Yeah, that's a, that's something I haven't heard of since COVID. And <laughs> um, so, um, Dennis Rodman, as well, is the first ever winner of Hulk Hogan Celebrity Championship Wrestling. That weren't rigged, was it? <laughs> that weren't rigged, yeah. Uh, I think he beat uh, mostly called Danny, Danny Bonadou. In the uh, jobs for the boys, Hogan, even in like reality shows, isn't it? Getting knobs in and beefcake and stuff, and uh, Rodman, yeah, and Leslie, probably, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also big in North Korea. 
Can I also tell me me, me favourite uh, Rodman fact? Well, I'm not going to go into it because it is a bit lewd, but um, he should go out with Carmen and Alexia, didn't he, back in the day? Once again, yeah, growing yeah. up, growing up, Carmen and Alexia was a, was a pin-up. Top pin-up. Oh, yes. Uh, and as well, he's been recently seen on AEW. Oh, legend. We were honestly recording the weekend show when that news broke. Honest to God, I was just how random, though. Uh, you know, can't, I say what I want about AEW and people have the different opinions. I always say consistent with it's the funniest Fed going. It is just so random. <laughs> I fucking love it for that aspect. Like when I just read it, it's like, what? He turned up, he beat him. What's he done? It's just fucking chaotic. He's one of them. Khan's probably looked at it, watched the WCW tape. It's like, bloody hell, he's not been on for 20 years. I've got to, I've got to ring him up. Dennis, do you fancy yeah. this? Or do you sign a shift more tickets in Chicago? You know, obviously with the, with the tire and it just did it work? Probably not. <laughs> so, well, well, they got rid of one baby in the bloody in the back room, so they had to uh, get another one in. But it probably didn't work because it was twenty-four hours notice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Did we expect about fifty more people just to buy tickets on the day? So, so one of the big matches with um, Dennis Rodman was the tag match. So it was Dennis Rodman and Hogan versus Cal Malone and uh, DDP. It's a big match. Big at the time because they were always on like the um, you know the top Jay Leno, you know, Jay Leno, Jay Leno. It, yeah. But they don't. This done. A, I think this was one of the last big buy rates WCW ever done. That that bash of the beach done actually a good buy rate. I'm pretty sure of that. Without checking that out, I'm pretty pretty sure. And as you said, he tried to recreate it with Jay Leno himself the month later, didn't he? In that tag match and stuff like that, which I know that gets everyone's. Uh, Backs up the way Hogan's like selling arm bars for Jaden all the time. It's like, well, come on, what do you want him to do? Like, you know, it's is what it is. That. But, but one thing I did say from the match, Rodman was wasn't the best. Like, he, he, you know, for wrestling, really. Whereas, like, yeah. Cal Malone, I think he, I think he had an he appetite. Diamond cuts on him alone. I think he had a good diamond cutter on him. Yeah, he had a good diamond cutter, good body slam on him. Yeah, but he like hit tosses and that. I know it's like basic stuff, but he looked he looked crisp. That's all we want, Andy. Our, our celebrities, though, we want them to grasp the basics if they get involved and take it serious. You know, with, with my serious head on here, like it's, we do want them to at least do that. Deliver the lines you get given, Jeremy Piven, and fucking do the move properly. You know, that's all we ask. Is sort of take it a bit seriously. Yeah, but it's it's like a, I think it's about a twenty minute match and. You can see Rodman's like he's either kipping the corner or just gassed, like he's he? just gassed. Oh. Because it, I'm just thinking like basketball, it's like short, like bursts, isn't it? Burst. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Whereas like going long for 20 minutes, he's fucking out on his, <laughs> out on his <laughs> but this is the one with a bad finish in it, with a fucking disciple getting involved. Oh. Your mate Ed, he's always on these shows. No matter what we talk about, Shady always pops up, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, bless him! Matches, yeah. gimmicks, or whatever we've done, he's always here, mate. Always. Do you, Do you think Rodman's worthy though of being on this list? No, I don't think so because it had an impact on WWE, didn't it? You know, yeah. You know, he, 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 you know, even that. He tried to bring him back in 99, didn't he, with the Macho Man match? Which, have you seen that match at Road Wild? 
Yeah. It's fucking mental when he puts him in the fucking portal and tips it over and all the shit falls out and all that. So, it's like, it is like a spot that in the match. It just floods out a real portal apparently as well. Obviously, Savage was well up for that. Um, but yeah, and, you know, he's, he's just fucking... Yeah, he shouldn't be on the list. He, he was a big star. It was, you know, that pop culture at the time, it was really big deal to get him in with the NWO, just seeing him with Hogan. It was cool, that segment, isn't it, where the, it, the the open night show with the limo and then them just walking in. It's a cool visual. It's great. So, yeah, he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be on here, Rodzilla. That, that where they announce him in the NWO and, like, Sting's there as a baddie. It's like... I don't remember him being a baddie. Yeah, I, I was double taking fingers. That Jeff Farmer, but then it was Sting, wasn't it? Steve was Borden. Sting, was yeah. like, but then he does turn out uncensored. So they do do the old um, "he's going to be with them" type thing, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is uh, the ten. Some some interesting thoughts there, um, especially yeah. Kevin Federline. I think I'm glad. I'm glad we're um, we agreed on Kevin. Yeah, I mean, we pretty much took a few off, like K-Fed and Rodzilla shouldn't be nowhere near the list. Master P was split on, are we? We said we split on Master oh, P. You know, Snooky probably shouldn't be on here. You know, obviously, you, you say it's like Jenna Maraska just for how bad it was. You know, obviously, um, Piven and Dr. Ken, them, they like to say it's like, yeah. You know, and the others we've kind of argued for and against but we put them on for reason like Mickey Raw should have been more Stuart because it was like he fucked the finish up Pac-Man because he couldn't get involved so there's like two sets two sets that shouldn't be nowhere near it and the rest there because we've given good reason so I think we've we've done well here and with the 10 good list mate and we found out you're a big Britney fan and you're like Poirot Well, I'm, you know, I'm always here for like, you know, revealing stuff about myself here, slowly but surely. Just as well as being just a, a wrestling guy or the WWE guy, as people uh, have labelled me. Yeah. So what what we're going to do now, as ever on this show, it's not going to be play your ages right. Oh, you're surprising it's gonna me. Be, it's going to be play your money right. You know what? I was going to ask you before. You know, I've, I've named it, a bit, uh, threw it in a bit. What they got paid is this. Oh, God, I love this. Go on. Go on. So, no, it's not what they got paid. It's okay. how much How much are they worth? Net worth, is it? Net worth. Net worth. Okay. Okay, go on. Yep. So we're going to start off. The starting point is um, Jenna Maraska, $10 million. Fucking hell. Survivor must be fucking getting syndicated worldwide. <laughs> fucking hell. $10 million. Yeah. God. Fuck. Number two, higher or lower than a Jenna Maraska, Steve-O and Chris Pontius. Combined. Together. Combined. Oh, Steve-O's got to be worth 10 mil on his own. I'm going higher. You're going higher. The answer is... Eight million dollars. Oh fucking hell, Steve O. He's doing the heavy lifting for Pontus Theodos. <laughs> it is a, it's an easy one for you, Matty. John Stewart's higher or lower than eight million dollars. Oh, it's gotta be higher. A lot higher. Can I can I guess as well? I'm going sixty million. And the rest. Yeah. 
Go on, go have had me guess. One hundred and twenty million dollars. Fucking hell! It's a big name, big big name. Yeah. Number four, Snooky. Um, less. Correct. Four million. Fair play to her. Coin in the bank. It's all we can ask for. Number five, Patman Jones. Gotta be higher. Correct. 18 million. Okay. Good number. Number six. Has Master P got more money than John Stewart? I'd be surprised if he's not three figures, Master P. He's got to be a hundred million club. You're right. But is he higher than John Stewart? 120 million. I'd say, yeah. Correct. $200 million. And the, he was raking in at the time in old money, mate. He was like making millions back then. Master P. I know it's a come down this one, but Kevin fed the line. How much do you think is he worth? I would like to think, to be fair to him, just for these promos alone, I'd like to think he's got a couple of mil in the bank safe, so I'd go five mil. One and a half. Yeah, no, fair play to him. Fair play. Seven-figure club. Let, let him, he deserves that, just as I say, just that go-on promo. <laughs> Mickey Rock, um, higher or lower than a one and a half million? I mean, I know he's been through his troubles, Mickey, but he's got to have more than that in the bank. I'd say at least 30 million. $10 million. Okay. That's a lot of money, plastic surgery nowadays. <laughs> Number nine, bigger, more than $10 million. Jeremy Piven and Dr. Ken. Piven, did Piven get cancelled? Did he get cancelled? I'm sure he got cancelled, you know. Um, not that that. Affects his bank well, will affect his bank balance only. I'd say combined, surely got to be more than 10 just off the hangovers. Or you know, the Dr. Ken will milk that only. I'd say yeah. more than 10 million, yeah, surely. 44 million dollars between yeah. Andy. We can go out there as a double team, mate, if they can make 44 million dollars. Let's we let's can. start, mate. Yeah, we can, mate. Um, and the final one, Dennis Rodman. I mean. He's got to be in the. He, ooh, he's had this trouble. He's, you know, he's got to be in the three figure club. He's got to be. He's I in a three four though. He's a, he's in a three figure club. Is he the highest on the list? So who, who's he got to beat here? It was who was the highest before? Master P. He doesn't he beat Master P. He's in a three figure club, but not the three figure club you're thinking of. Is he is he in the red? <laughs> Near enough. He, he's only worth net worth five hundred thousand dollars. I I would have lost. I would have lost everything if I would have said. If someone would have said to me, "Is he worth more than a million dollars?" I wouldn't have even thought about it and said yes. Yeah. Fucking hell, five hundred grand, brothers. Yeah. Oh, what what what? How can pay them? But he's probably his fees come down after I've heard that from me. Then he probably didn't get much off can. Yeah. What's yeah. going on there then? When they end up on all these low rent um, celebrity shows, 
fucking that's what you need the money. He probably he spent it though, didn't he, Rodman? He probably fucking spent it like. Yeah. But yeah, yeah well, obviously, but you know, he would be the guy who just wouldn't have thought about money. Just thinking it'd always come in. Fucking yeah. hell. And on that bombshell, I can't believe it. <laughs> I really can't believe it. <laughs> um, that's it. Thanks for your company, as ever. Um, what? Where can we follow you? And what have you got to plug? Yeah, uh, follow me. I, I never plug me Twitter anymore, but I'm trying to get me. Uh, me trying, I'm fitting in with the modern world. I'm trying to get me followers up. So let's uh, get on Twitter at Matty Edwards eighty six, and uh, you know I'm on there just just tweeting shit. Usually Andy just having a, having a laugh. Usually like wrestling pictures or like old school wrestling stuff nowadays. What I go for really, um, you know, obviously patreon.com forward slash grapple for like all our uh, podcast our archives you know we've got dealers month uh, dealers choice month at the minute Andy where we all have to pick a show and regardless whether we like it or not we've got to watch it and obviously talk about it and give our thoughts and uh, opinions and I'm due uh, tomorrow to give my dealers choice so that'll be coming out next weekend for anyone who uh, you know is a subscriber to uh, our patreon so can't reveal it, Andy, even here, because it's uh, tight-lipped at the minute. But hopefully, hopefully, I think it's not going to be a universal positive like Steve was, my last choice uh, in February. But I think people will see the reasoning behind me uh, behind me pick this uh, this uh, time around. But yeah, just that really. And, you know, just uh, hopefully just get it. I just love it on the Discord as well, Andy, what we've got going, our Grapple Discord, which I just love, like, just talking to people and just like getting opinions and what people like. You know, I love anything like that, and that's why I do this with yourself and we have a laugh and stuff. You know, I just I live for it. I really do. Just love the conversation and just a good time and a good chat. So thanks again for having me on as well for that, and so always a pleasure, mate. No problem. As Ben Bob Hoskins used to say, it's good to talk. <laughs> Was that our version? And, and to be honest, I didn't sound like Bob Hoskins, I sounded like JP then. Um, <laughs> Uh, as ever, you can uh, follow us at GCP Podcast One and myself at Oggy Part Three. Um, what we got? What we've been doing? Um, done a review of Tidal in Huddersfield. We also got reviews on there from our weekend in London AEW, Rev Pro at the Copper Box. Uh, coming up, we're going to Taco Town for Rev Pro and CML. Catch Pro Wrestling, Tidal Wrestling, GPW. Plenty, plenty to come, and probably, and also another episode of about five star wrestling, which will be the um, the first proper episode, which was on free sports. But that that's to come in a month, month and a half, and more shite. Yeah, more shite to come. Can, can we give the? Uh, I know we 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 haven't confirmed this, but I, I we'll just discuss it live on air, eh, shall we? We are cutting this. We're doing the old BBC style uh, sitcom series. Uh, Blueprints, aren't we? Six episodes a season, and then we're moving on to something else, aren't we? That's what we pretty much agreed last time, and yeah, yes, yeah, yeah fully agreed with that. Yeah, that, that, I like that setup of like, as you say, the Black Adders and your, you know, all them type of shows, Royal Family. They all had that six episodes, and it's just nice and snug. Didn't outstay its welcome. Move on to another thing. But and the last thing I've got a uh, plug because I'm going to start it on Grapple as well is our YouTube. I forgot to mention, and that guy in this generation. Subscribe to our YouTube. It all it's free, obviously. Just click the fucking subscribe button, support us, and uh, follow us on there for uh, all video content, obviously on the uh, YouTube. So we're trying to get that uh, get that pushed at the minute. And so thanks for that. 
bloody hell, chats will be coming out your ass, wiping yeah. your ass with drivers. <laughs> that that is like something that I, what you just said like foreign to me. Ben will have to explain it all to me and literally like break it down. So. Uh, I, I've, I've been watching enough of um, Let's Talk FPL where he has all like the super chats on and ooh. yeah, that cribs that cribs in Benno's house is coming. That's the first thing we're gonna do when we actually properly like do other shows on the YouTube. I think he is a bit worried about that, and rightfully so. But you know, it's gonna be him. An, an, <laughs> hour, an hour, an hour on his fridge and um, <laughs> purple bins and phantom dog shitters. Bloody hell. <laughs> Proper shit. But, proper well, thank, proper shite that one. <laughs> well, listen, and honestly, thanks again. And you know, we haven't even discussed about our next topic. So, uh, as I was saying, no, well, again, I'm, I'm waffling on here. Sorry, we will we'll wrap this up now. But I was thinking, I was going to text you once again. We'll discuss it live on here. I was thinking two months again, episode five, right? Yeah. And then I think we have a Christmas special as episode six, just to end it. Correct. Here we go. Perfect. We start the new year off with a new uh, topic then, don't we? So new year we show, do. So. We do. Love it. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. Organisation live. Thanks, listeners. That's, Cheers, man. That's Martin. one of the things. Thank you, Ad. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Bye. ta